gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome, which means this is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. We are, uh, we're back, we're in the future, in the past, I have no idea because I'm trying desperately to get shows recorded ahead of schedule. Normally, we record the week that it's posting, and I think this is like two weeks behind or ahead or something, so it's really confusing. Um, so don't say anything that's timely, um, because nobody will know what you're talking about. <laughs> Guys, coronavirus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that if you go back two weeks, we have a whole show about the coronavirus, I think, if my uh, <laughs> if my calendar in my head is right. But um Welcome, guys. Um, New Ales Brewing. Is that right? That's right. You guys are the newest, I believe, right now. I have to double check that uh, you guys were really close there with uh, Firehouse Brewing as far as which one of you technically started first. No. They, they squeaked in after you guys because Darn of their grand opening. Okay. Although you guys still we, we haven't had have, one of those. We're good. Grand opening, so I don't know how that works anymore. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll dive into the the whole story here, but um, before we do that, we need to drink something. I definitely need to drink something after my evening with uh, with the uh, the terrorist that I call <laughs> a child. <laughs> um, uh, see if I remember which button. Rolls the beer fridge. Um, which we're not even diving into the beer fridge. We are diving into the cooler because the beer you, guys, yep. you guys brought some beer, um, which I'm really excited about because uh, I haven't tried any of your beer yet. Yeah. Not a lot of people uh, have. You guys are a few. You guys are a little difficult for me to get a hold of because I have to go somewhere to get it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which, as you saw, the chaos that is my life when you were upstairs um, isn't always the easiest thing to do. There's taster glasses all around here for you guys. Nice. Um, What'd you guys bring? So this uh, this hadn't even been kegged yet. I pulled this out of the bright tank before we came. We should introduce everybody before we do that. I'm getting ahead. Uh, yeah. I, I'm getting too eager for a beer. Everybody, everybody <laughs> introduce the beer first. <laughs> introduce yourselves. Tell us so that people recognize your voice and know who's who. Here. Well, uh, new ales. We'll start with N. So I'm Nikki Hupel. Um, I'm kind of the secretary of the group. I get all that kind of stuff going. I'm Elizabeth, but please call me Beth. <laughs> B would not work in the middle. So, uh, and uh, Beth O'Hara, and I help with just about everything from marketing to uh, tasting ideas to uh, getting the beer to your favorite brewer place. Yeah, tap house, <laughs> tap house, restaurant, shop, anything restaurant. like that. Yes, uh, and I am Wes BW. I take care of all the production right now. For now, until they both get on their feet. Um, right now, we're really t- trying to dial in the brew house since we just got our license in January. And then uh, full steam ahead, uh, teaching these two to brew, and then, and then the, the production team will be three. But uh, for now, that's that's all me. Yep. You guys are, um, how big is the brew house? It's, it's one nano. barrel. It's a, it's a, um, so think, you know, Fibonacci size people that have been kind of mm-hmm. seeing what they're, what they're brewing on. Um, uh, let's let's drink before we get into the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so this this is a our, our I guess I could say bestseller right now, but uh, we've only brewed. This is the second time we've brewed this batch, but it's the strawberry lime goza, mm. the flipping fruit tart. Um, it's been around town a little bit. I think the first couple kegs blew in a couple hours, so we finally just got it restocked with this brew. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, 
definitely big on the the tart side. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely and, makes you, know, you want to take another drink. You, uh, there's there's this big broad spectrum as far as um, as far as gozas tend mm-hmm. to go. Now you get um, some places that have kind of backed off on that tartness and go heavier into um, the, the the salt or you right. know, whatever else and then there's some people that go really heavy into the tart thing and um, I can never really figure out you know where, where, they're where the style to be. is right. supposed to be yeah um, I like it like this I like the tart thing especially as we start getting here into uh, into summertime and, and the warm weather and uh, I want something that um, is refreshing that does make you kind of want to keep, yep. keep Going. drinking yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is great and the um, the fruit is front and center um, big bold in your face um, exactly what again I want out of the uh, the style well Perfect. done yeah thank, thank you um, thank you yeah, it was a traditional I mean coriander sea salt uh, lime zest lime and uh, strawberry um, how many beers have you guys made so far as since you've been open? Since we've been open, I think our, we've only had three out for distribution. Um, it's an IPA, an amber ale, and, and this goes. And this is this has been the, mo- the most popular so far. It, it's gone the quickest. By <laughs> it's far. Quickest. Yeah. 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 Um, is was that a surprise for you guys, or I think it was a little bit in that it's not. The folks that are drinking it up the fastest are folks who traditionally aren't craft beer drinkers. Right. So having them come out and say, I don't really even like beer, but I love this one. I mean, that's where our, our surprise is coming from. Yeah. Our I, happiness, but right. our surprise. I yeah. think it's been, it's been, I don't, I don't know if it's a, uh, I don't know if it's craft beer kind of growing into itself, if it's drinkers kind of understanding craft beer, or if I, I can't really figure out what it is, but it used to be that when a brewery would open up, it was they had to have a blonde or a Kolsch mm-hmm. or something right. on tap, and yeah. that was your gateway beer, and that mm-hmm. was what got the Bud Light drinkers into craft beer. And like, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that people are ready for it, maybe, and they're kind of jumping right in. And we just had um, that conversation too. Because we have plans to brew kind of like that blonde ale, and we've almost backburnered it to an extent just because I feel like. At our production capacity now, right. we did take that step. It would basically wipe out half of our fermenter space, right? Just because of how popular those brands are. But uh, I really like doing sours and, and weird beers. And at our level, or our, at our small capacity right now, too, it's great because we can go to like Jungle Gems and just pick up weird fruits and then go make our own purees, and right? Do weird stuff, so. right? <laughs> well, and it it would probably be different if you had a uh, a tap room where right. you could have you, you might have to have something that's on that that lighter end of things then um, mm-hmm. versus when you're doing this the way you guys are right now, it, it makes more sense to have something that's that's um, a little bit bolder, a little bit. Uh, um, it stands out a little bit more on you know on a on a tap list. Um, let's g- go with the story here. Let's let's figure this out. How did you guys get here? <laughs> where did where did this idea start? And uh... trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we had known each other through uh, a mutual friend, a coworker of mine, and her husband. Uh, her husband and Wes actually worked together. Um, and they were beer big big beer folks. He actually works for a bigger. He's a, uh... He, a bigger... We'll name drop. We'll name drop. <laughs> he, he's the quality manager at a Dogfish Head now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I actually worked underneath him for uh, yes. close to three years. Yeah. So, so we all started uh, over at Fig Leaf playing, playing trivia. Um, actually, Andy was a Andy was a coworker of mine also right before he left to open Fig Leaf. Right, right, right. 
so we kind of started hanging out there Wednesday night trivia and uh why aren't we doing this we, we can do this and uh so we decided to do this and and you know ha- hanging out with hunter a lot down at Flipside and uh realizing all the different beers out there that we thought we could do and we know we can so we're that's kind of where we came was the idea always to start small like you guys have or yeah is, yeah is the goal always to kind of stay that way or is it a a, a growth over time <laughs> mm-hmm. is, i mean it's it, it, it's yeah. also kind of interesting to me to watch you've got places like fibonacci that are just really happy being small mm-hmm. and that's who they are yeah versus places you know, like a dog berry or something that it's kind of been a growth over time to get to you know get here and then move right. on to the next stage and move on to the like and it's it's interesting to see those different paths to get to, mm-hmm. to something. Yeah. Uh, kind of just came down to how do you get to where you want to go? Right. I, we don't think any of us were comfortable taking out half a million dollar loan to try <laughs> yeah. and well, buy it, a bunch of stainless. So. It is, and it's, it's hard, you know, with, you know, and I don't know that craft beer is um, uncertain right now, but it, but it, it is definitely mm-hmm. a different game than it was, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, you see it with with breweries now that are that are trying to to take that next step and to to grow. Right. Even mm-hmm. then, it's like it's a it's a it's a little more nerve wracking than I think it yes. was at one time. It's not as uh, it's not as for sure as it used to be. But um, so the tap room is in the plans at some point. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, we've we've had some we've had bars reach out to us uh, that, that our clients and they want to bring like their staff in um, to see where we're brewing at, mm-hmm. pour some beers for them. Um, and we also just had a hunter again at, at Flipside. Um, they have a, a community there called Flip Society, which we're all part of. Mm-hmm. Basically, hanging out, drinking beer together. We had bottle shares. Good group of friends. Um, so he actually reached out to me too about um, possibly hosting part of that group uh, one evening. So there are plans to where we're at, kind of uh, start pouring beers and possibly have events during the nighttime. Um, through summer too because we have a pretty nice backyard um, the brewery itself is tiny but the backyard is huge right. so uh, we thought about possibly during the summer have people out like not taproom hours but taproom days right. so we're going to be like every Friday first Friday in Middletown is usually pretty crowded so mm-hmm. first Friday in Middletown we'd have like a one off variety like random keg on tap you can come up hang out possibly extend the door up one block and then we can walk around with <laughs> drinks in our hands yeah. so, that's um, so a, yeah. where where is the brewery located in middletown it is on first avenue uh, right behind central pastry um, <clears throat> I mean, our neighbors are uh, white dog liquor is right there right too uh, we're probably about three blocks away from a uh, rolling mill mm-hmm. so you guys are right there uh, and right by where the door is so yeah, I mean, yeah. it yeah. still is part of that that downtown kind of revival area where yeah. uh, things are happening mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is a good spot for a tap room yeah um uh, time frame um we're hoping <laughs> and, and to start out a with a horrible the, question because yeah. <laughs> just starting out with the events the summer and kind of going from there seeing where we end up um based on that right so how large those get and how quickly we're able to grow so that's kind of what we're basing on right now and the the more people that get out there and drink the beer and Mm -hmm. tell their friends about (laughs) it the more the better (laughs) Um, uh, talk about kind of uh, as far as how you guys direct um what you make what beer style wise as far as beers how do you how do you kind of come up with that especially you know, with that small scale that you're at, it's 
Um, it's not like you you're making forty beers at one time like some breweries, and you've got you know this unlimited amount of taps, unlimited amount of tap space. Um, it's definitely a, a thought process has to go into what that next thing is. Sort of. I mean, we we can back up a little bit and talk sure. about uh, the brew house itself because um, the way that we designed the initial fermenters that we bought um, kind of do, does lend itself to more variety. Um, instead of buying fermenters that were larger than the brew house, where typically you'd brew twice into a fermenter, three times right. in a fermenter, um, we started off completely backwards from that approach. So we, uh, the one barrel brew house, we started off with half barrel fermenters. Um, all because I, I wanted to play with splitting batches, um, basically brew a pale ale, um, put it into the fermenters and possibly use different yeast, different right. dry hops. You could sour one and not the other. That then, you know, one brew becomes two. And then when we do open the tap room, then we'll be able to stock, you know, six, eight, ten taps of all different varieties, different beers, right. brewed with different yeast. And the quality wouldn't be you know, dropped out. The downside of that is if something is really popular. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. when you do put it in the, the two or three barrel fermenters. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to, to some people that just, you know, looking back at um, starting small, um, say that they would never do that again, that it was just way too much work. It's uh, especially as things get Progress. rolling, mm-hmm. right. you are just you're, you're busting your butt just constantly brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was was that a concern when you were kind of looking at it or sort of? Um, I definitely understand the argument. I mean, I you know, when it comes down to it takes the same amount of time to brew, whether it's on a one barrel or a 10 barrel, you'd rather have more beer. Right. Um, I, you can flip the argument the exact way and be like, yeah, but you spent half a million dollars on a piece of stainless steel that's sitting idle 90% of the time. Right. It doesn't make business sense. Um, so, I mean, I'll burn the candle at both ends. <laughs> it's, it's a really hard kind of yeah. math problem to figure out about, um, you know, how busy do you want to be? How, how, how much beer do you think you're going to be selling? You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy, um, oh, thank you. Uh, a crazy kind of um, balancing act that you're trying to, to figure out. Um, so you, you you talked about spending a lot of time at Fig Leaf. When mm-hmm. you uh, when you look at local tap rooms, local spots, local mm-hmm. um, kind of ideas of what this thing looks like, uh, where do you guys see as far as atmosphere of what you want things to be like? What do you want a tap room to look like if you were? Where were we just at? Now I can't remember. Um, were you talking about Evil Twin? I do like Evil Twin. We were just in New York. We were in New York, yeah. And, uh, Evil Twin's like in a greenhouse. It's, oh, it's yeah, beautiful. I think I've seen pictures. Oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah. It's awesome, yeah. No, I, I like the... Uh, oh, Hidden Valley. Oh, it's Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley. Yeah, Hidden, Hidden Valley. Valley is actually... Uh, they have a... They call it the barrel room. Crate room. Crate room. Crate room. Yes. Hidden Valley Orchard's up in, uh, up in Lebanon. And it's... Uh, you walk down in there and it's it's beautiful. It's it's metal and wood and and nature all in one. They've got these Is that the one kind of south of town or the one It's uh, uh, in between Centerville say and Lebanon. Yeah, yeah or Waynesville. Waynesville. Yeah, if you go up 48 right. uh, mm-hmm. north, it's it's right there and it's a huge orchard farm. Uh, they're mostly known for apples, but they've really been producing other fruits uh, and things since and they've built this this beautiful tap room. 
they call the crate room. It's got old apple crates, and it overlooks the orchard. And they've got huge space outside, rolled mm-hmm. up garage doors, and it just is beautiful. It, yeah. it just makes you want to sit there and drink all day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that and it's, create. It's it's interesting that you know at, at one time you you opened a production facility and then you sold your beer to stores and that was what this thing was all about and then <laughs> once tap rooms were were legal in ohio it was like okay well we're just gonna open a tap room in our production facility and it mm-hmm. was you know a warehouse with some uncomfortable bar stools <laughs> and and that was all you had to do and then now we've kind of grown into this thing where you can really create these spaces you know like that or you know whoever it may be that has something really you know special going on mm-hmm. where it's like you want to go even regardless of what beers and you just want to go there and spend time there and like it's it's a really fun time to kind of watch right. what people are are turning things into yeah yeah um, yeah so building the tap room is going to be fun once we yeah, sit there and talk through it and we've been brewing for a year or so and have a little bit of excess money and Sam Adams is oh, the other Sam. one. Yeah, he talks about I love Sam Adams Taproom. If you haven't been down to, you know, the uh, over the Rhine area and been to the Sam Adams Taproom, I love it. A, a nice balance between between that like traditional kind of taproom atmosphere and then that mm-hmm. warm kind of comfortable space, the yeah. fireplace. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It just swings the around seating stuff. that they like have. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, where do you want to sit? Bar stool, swing, couch. I mean, <laughs> take your pick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it was it was Probably, I think Braxton was the first one that just put a couch in their tap room, and I just thought it was the most brilliant thing. And they're like, "Oh, of course! Like, why would you? Not why would you? When, when we're at home, we're sitting on the couch drinking beer and hanging out. Like, why wouldn't you want to do it in a tap room? And it was this yeah. this this brilliant thing. And then now it's like it's being refined even more. And like you know, you makes me curious. That, you know, five years down the road, they, you know, what what is the normal tap room look like? What is the next thing that you're like, oh my god, why didn't somebody think of that? You know, mm-hmm. it's. <laughs> Um, it's definitely a fun time to be a beer drinker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what types of beers are you guys just individually? What What are you into? What do you guys like to drink? So I'm more gozas and sours. Like okay. this is my type of beer, definitely yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, I, I like sours, but I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna sit down and pick my beer. It's gonna be like a pale ale, like kind of easy to drink. It's that that. IPA light, right? <laughs> right, it's not an IPA that you can actually drink a few of. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. Give me a dank IPA, West Coast original, Palette Wrecker, something like, along those lines. That's I like that. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> well, you know, it was. It's funny because like there, there went this this little period of time where it seemed like that's all there was was mm-hmm. IPAs and IPAs on top of each other, and then. Like everybody was like, oh, that's fine. We're done. We're we're not going to make IPAs. And then they everybody backed off and you know New England's or whatever. But um, there weren't a lot of those kind of big West Coast kind of style IPAs. And we're still kind of in that kind of thing where Mm -hmm. there's there's a few popping up. But um, you walk into a brewery and like yeah, there's IPAs, but they're not those IPAs that everybody kind of fell in love with for so long. It's um, it's weird how those cycles kind of go. Talk about your craft beer stories. Um, what got you guys into craft beer? How did you? Uh, how did you kind of? Was there a gateway beer that all of a sudden kind of this light shone down on you? Like, oh, you know, or was it kind of a um, a gradual thing? Just talk about you know how how did this happen? <laughs> I know for me it was a well. I've got a little bit of age on these two, but uh, you know I grew up. I grew up. I started drinking 
I'll say that. Uh, you know, Little Kings and Tennessee Cream Ale and Milwaukee's mm-hmm. Best. And then uh, Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. That was the, that's my gateway beer. I mean, it, it was like, oh, this is what beer's supposed to taste like. Uh, and after after that, it was like, game on. Did you just randomly pick it up off of the no, shelf? No, no, no. Somebody... A, f- a friend of mine introduced it to me, um, taught me all about flavors and wine and beer and food. And yeah, when I first had that, I was like, that's when the, the you hear the heavens open up and <laughs> that was beer. That's <laughs> funny because we've had this talk before, mm-hmm. but Sierra Nevada was probably one of my first like introductions to an IPA or paleo and I hated it, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which is Exactly the opposite of the way I am now, but I just remember my boss at the time was buying them for me at the bar, and I couldn't say no. So I was sitting there just like, oh, my, I couldn't do it, but I'm just sitting there drinking it. So, um, no, I, I probably started out in, in college. Like in, uh, which one was it? It was the Newcastle. I, I drank a lot of Newcastle. <clears throat> and I think it just became to the point where I was like, well, I could probably make this. So <laughs> started home brewing just like everybody else with plastic buckets. And, right. Yeah. One thing turns to another. <laughs> <laughs> now all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It takes over. My dad's in the garage, like filming me on my first brew. Like this is going to be great one day to hang on the wall of your brewery. And I'm like, shut up, it ain't gonna have a brewery. <laughs> yeah, um, I did. I could not do beer. I was not a beer drinker at all um, <laughs> until we got married. And then he's like, you should try this porter or stout. Like, at least start there. So, like, the chocolatey peanut butter beers. Mm-hmm. I think Sweet Baby Jesus. I think oh, that yeah. was, like, the first one that I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. And now I'm totally opposite. I can't do porter stouts. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's it's got to be the bright colored. I want something, like, light and refreshing now or the sours, that kind of stuff. But that's definitely when I finally got into it. But yeah. it's, it's funny how... And uh, as as a beer drinker, like there is like that that road that you go through, you know, you start somewhere and then you kind of drift over here and try these beers and that gets you into this and that gets you here. And like you mm-hmm. just find yourself like wandering around this this path of yeah. what you're yeah. into. And yeah. uh, um, for some people, once they hit this, this something and then they just don't leave that. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's what I like. I'm not touching anything else. So, Miller like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so inspiration for um where you guys want to take this you you talked about you do want this to grow bigger but yeah. but how how big you know you you see some breweries that you know hit this nice little stride and then just kind of stay there and there's other places that just kind of keep pushing and keep growing into some kind of big in my eyes if if the demand is there I'm gonna keep trying to meet it Things like this and podcasts. And, mm-hmm. you know, if the word keeps getting out and people keep trying the beer and liking the beer, then I'll keep making more of it. Um, once that kind of flattens off, then I think we'll probably stay there. Right. But the whole goal of starting small and then growing to that point is that when we get to that point where we, we don't have a ton of debt or anything like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how big is too big though because you know we, we you, you see some places that grow into some I don't not naming names but you know you grow into something that is very different than when it started you get to a point where you are 
um, you're, you're running a, uh, a factory basically that mm-hmm. just pumps out beer. And like, that's definitely a very different type of thing than what you yeah. have uh, I see your point. now. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, where, where is that kind of place in there? I think the simplest way to put it is when we're not having fun anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think that's too big. I, I mean, honestly, I think if it's, if we're mm-hmm. not having fun, you know, I mean, right now we all three have quote unquote real jobs, right. you know, and we're enjoying what we're doing, but our goal was to eventually do this full time. Mm-hmm. As long as we're having fun, we'll go as big as we can go. Yep. Right. So that's, I think that's the simplest way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I mean, I totally agree with your point. Like right now I can go to Jungle Gyms and come up with weird concoctions right. and stuff. And there's a certain point when you're like trying to brew a 20 barrel batch, like, where am I going to find enough red dragon, <laughs> dragon fruit for a 20 barrel batch or something? <laughs> so, I mean, at that point, though, I mean, we will always, I mean, we're not going to sell off the original brew house or anything. So, right. I mean, and as we scale up, I think the equipment will scale with us so we can continue to do weird stuff. And I mean, if we do get to the point where we have to open a factory and <laughs> I hire a brewer to do the big stuff and I'll hang out in the one barrel system and brew some, <laughs> some weird test matches. It's, it's always, uh, I mean, you, you see some places and you kind of get an idea of what they're going to look like in 10 years. And mm-hmm. then there's other places that could really go anywhere. And mm-hmm. like, I, I don't have that good sense of you guys yet. So it's really mm-hmm. hard to kind of, to kind of, <laughs> yeah. to kind of picture where, where that goes, you know, there's, it could go, you guys, like you said, you're starting so small and doing that kind of incremental growth thing that it could go anywhere. It could turn into anything, you know, if, mm-hmm. uh, um, what about like, you know, other types of beverages, you know, wine, seltzer, cider. Is there any interest in things like that too? Or I hate seltzer. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody actually likes. And, and I'm going to get an email. Somebody's going to say, "Oh, I really you like are. it." But, <laughs> From my sister. So. <laughs> nobody is passionate about seltzer the way that they are about I think beer. It's, I think it's me. hard to be passionate about it. Like, like it's brewing. Like, yes, this tastes like. Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like when I mean, you look at brewing and, and, and beer specifically, it's like chemistry and biology, and you got yeast going on, and then you got to make a seltzer. And it's like, how'd you make this? Well, I carbonated some water. <laughs> I, I got a blue drum that said ethanol on it, and I added some. And then there was a guy that sold me a bucket of flavoring. Like that. There's no fun in that, right? So, yeah. Um, liquor would kind of be fun. Because it follows that that same. I mean, I'm a scientist at heart, so right. when it comes to you know, distilling something, that kind of gets me excited. Um, About wine and cider and things like that. Cider, maybe. maybe. Cider or mead or something. Oh, I mead. Know talked about mead. I've, I've talked about mead before. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, nah, not wine. No, I don't think. I'll leave that to the vineyard. <laughs> they, they know what they're <laughs> they doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right for sure. Well, it's um, there's not a lot of people making. Um, something like mead around here, especially yeah. on a on a on a decent sized scale. I mean, there's a couple of little little things happening, but mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of room for it, and a lot of room as kind of you know as people get into this craft beer thing, and then they like I said start you know venturing off in these other different little roads that it takes you. Mm-hmm. There's always that curiosity of something like that that um, like oh what what is that what's what's it all about and it might lead you off somewhere else it might take you to a different part of beer that you weren't expecting it just um 
that thing that gets the mind kind of ticking in a different way. Mm-hmm. I've been desperate for somebody to get into uh, Dasaki. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that would be really fun. Um, it's not something that I know of a lot of places just in the country in general doing, but um, I think it could lead down some really fun kind of pathways as far as um, yeah. brewing too. You know, yeah, even if you're just making a sake off, you know, one-off kind of thing, um, just to get the. Yeah, that just be a normal liquor license and. I want to you know I, I think it's just I think you could do it under a beer license I think it's, hmm. it's brewed the same way a beer is it's not like there's not any yeah. it's not any it's, you're not fermenting fruit like a wine you're not, you're not yeah, yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> I've something to dive into have to read a book <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I don't even know if you can like, where do you find a book about making sake like I've never seen a book about how to make sake I don't even think that's like a I saw it on the Discovery Channel Amazon. once and there was a bunch of guys <laughs> wearing clean room equipment and was like, they're serious about their sake yeah. <laughs> you can't disturb the air you have to like you know walk through the room carefully because the, the it's crazy stuff don't disrupt <laughs> um, do you guys just have the one beer that you brought I actually have no. another you want to this one we can have some fun with, too, because uh, this one is also in the Bright Tank. Mm. So I brought the one that's in the Bright Tank, but I also brought one from the last batch. Okay. I don't know if you've done sensory on your show before. <laughs> not, on, not on the show. I don't know. No, I don't think we've done it on the show at all. Well, that'd be fun to bring in a test kit and just start spiking things. It would be like, fun. What does everyone taste the butter? I've, I've definitely done it. So Madri does their little, uh, their what do they call it, the... Uh, sensory 101 or yep. whatever. I've, I've done that, but I don't think I've ever done anything on the show with it. That would be a fun... Um. Oh, he's the one to do it. He's made us go through yes. <laughs> lots of it. We were in Asheville, and I was sitting there at the... <laughs> sitting at our table and uh, pouring Bud Light into cups and right. putting off flavors into them. That way we could all experience what we were looking for <laughs> before we went out and tasted the 100 beers the day after. Um, just because I like to... Ruin everyone else's day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it does have that um, that possibility when you really start digging into it that <laughs> all of a sudden you start to pick out things that maybe you uh, wouldn't have found otherwise <laughs> that yeah. can, can, right. can ruin what. Uh, yeah, he's almost the worst to go out drinking with because uh, if he points out something, you're like, great, thanks. Right, I, that, I can't drink the rest of this beer. Yeah. You always tell by my face. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell me. I like it. Just leave me alone. It's fine. It's great. I'm like, it's a curse and a gift. <laughs> That's what I tell people. I I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you. If you enjoy something, you have every right to enjoy it, even if it's flawed yes. or it's wrong. You know, or like it's a seltzer. It's, <laughs> <or> a seltzer. <laughs> I, I might There's draw people a line that there, like but, it. Um, I, it. It's I, I, once you go down that road, like you really can't go back. And uh, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's always good. <laughs> like I think that there's a lot of people that are probably a lot happier not. Yeah. Right, now that all of our palates are completely wrecked right. from me starting with the sour, sour. Yeah. There, there are bottles of water in there too if anybody uh, I've been trying water. to cut back <laughs> um, that's just ingredients for beer over there yeah. so this is a, a country dreamer um, we we actually brewed this one um, with people special people in mind I'll leave that story for Beth because she'll, she'll be the one to tell it the best um, but this is probably our first brew that we put out. It's the first one we distributed, uh, the first test batch we did in the garage uh, before we even had the license. Um, 
kind of happy with it the way it is. I've had people keep telling me not to change it. <laughs> so I've tried to ignore every instinct <laughs> to tweak recipes. <laughs> but uh, and, you know, you guys again, you're you're small enough that you haven't had to dive down the deep rabbit hole of untapped and when to listen to people and when not yes. to listen to people yet, but uh, yeah. you know how you know how do you um, not to get off track at all, but no. how do you find those people that you trust that you say, all right, you know, what do you think of this and choose who to listen to and who you don't. I try to rely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm friends with the certain people. I mean, I still work with a lot of people that came from the brewing background. And so they've all been through sensory at one point or another in their careers. Um, the people that we uh, hang out with at Flipside, definitely we've given them models before and get their feedback from it. Um, I rely a lot on my own palate. Um, it's just, it comes down to like one of those things, like if I don't like it, I'm, I'm not going to sell it. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, we've, I think we've this year so far, I think tomorrow's batch will be number 10 and we've dumped two, which every other brewery would completely cringe at because <laughs> You're losing 20% right there, but we lost two barrels. Right. So I, I took the hit because <laughs> I didn't like the beer. I'm not going to give it to someone else to sell in their tap rooms and, and lose that. You know, every single pour is a potential customer, and we're trying to make people come back to us for life and kind of mm-hmm. understand and love the brand. I'm not going to risk it by giving them their first pour be something with acetyl in it. Right. Something's going to kill them from coming back to us and having another pint at another day with a completely different, you know, like style <laughs> right right well especially being a young new brewery a small brewery it gets really easy to either win somebody over very quickly with something that they they really enjoy or turn somebody off mm-hmm. and and you know it, there are a lot of people that if they try a beer and they're like this isn't this isn't good won't come back and that's mm-hmm. that's a really scary thought if it's <laughs> yeah um especially when you are a brewery that is only distributing you mm-hmm. are you're also at the mercy of the places that are serving your beer yes um, yeah. and that's the, to me that's that's terrifying to think of you know trying to get the bartender on my side <laughs> but to think of you know dirty tap lines or uh, just mm-hmm. a poor customer experience if you walk in and you got a, a rude bartender serving you a beer that can ruin that experience of that beer and like yeah. that's that, that terrifies me they constantly <laughs> give it to people in a you know, ab glass <laughs> <laughs> Just turn that around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So tell me about this. It's a hoppy amber. Is that right? It's an American amber ale. We we tried to dry it out a little bit more than your traditional amber, uh, and throw some more hops in it at the same time. It's not um, when when you say hoppy amber, it's not uh, the you know, it's it, it's definitely in your face. There are hops, but it's not in the uh, the same realm as some other hoppy ambers that yes. we've had. It's yeah. It comes off as like a real kind of bright, fruity kind of hop thing going on. It kind of yeah. yeah, it's it's got. I mean, the hops that are in it, you know, mosaic, right. Simcoe Amarillo. It's not the hops that are trying to you know make big bitter IPAs out of. Um, this is kind of our introduction beer. I mean, if if we did had a, a blonde ale, this would be what we replaced it with. Like so, Gateway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good. I enjoy it a lot. It um definitely fits in that uh. You know the 
I don't know that 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 fridge beer that you just you know when you just want to grab mm-hmm. a beer and yeah. you, you mm-hmm. go for it, it fits into a lot of different situations. It's not that big over the top, you know, sour mm-hmm. that you know you 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 really want to sit and kind of appreciate. Not that you don't want to sit and appreciate. This. <laughs> yeah. It's not the uh, um, the big dark kind of big porter stout that mm-hmm. um, you you want to you know pour a snifter and sit there and drink all night like this yeah. one can put you both can, hands on yeah. let it warm up a little. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one where if I'm chasing the terrorist that lives in my house around, uh, she's not wearing pants and screaming. Um, you know, the, the, I can have Does your this. wife know you talk about her like that? I, I, don't so. I don't think she listens to the show, so I'm not sure. Perfect. <laughs> I'm more concerned about in, you know, however many years when she goes she's back and listens to it. She's like, Dad, you were, you were, you were an asshole. Okay. I was drinking. <laughs> Hopefully she hears the thump, 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 thump in, yeah. the, in the episode. I'm like, oh, that that was me. I was an asshole too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I enjoy this a lot. It uh, it's it, it fits right into that that like I said that that brighter kind of lighter side of uh, of an amber that uh, yep. um, I enjoy a lot too. It, I think it would be really good with some food. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those beers that would kind of blend into a lot of different meals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go down another rabbit hole. The uh, the idea of um, only distributing. I, I've talked to. Uh, I think what maybe one other place locally that's doing that right now, and that's off track. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. it does. It, it seems again terrifying as mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. to 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 start out. Um, you again, you lose you know that control over um, how that beer is presented to a customer. But then it also really like it. It, it limits what people can can buy at any one time. They walk in and there's one beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are there fears with starting out that way at all, or does it does it just add to that that excitement of it? <laughs> I, I like the mystique it brings with it. Fears? No. Uh, I mean, if we weren't selling the beer that we were right now, mm-hmm. I'd be a little afraid. Um, but like, we had plans to build a walk-in at, at the brewery uh, about a month ago, right? And we haven't filled. A refrigerator yeah, of, of kegs because they are selling so quick that I don't have any stock. Um, these two beers that are still in the bright tanks are, I think there's about two or three kegs left of both of them combined. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, with the addition of more tanks here in the next week, uh, now we're looking at the walk-in again and right. trying to build up some inventory. But, uh, I mean, it, yes, tap lines play a role and we try to I mean, for now, our business plan has been that we're selling to the same bars. Right. Um, so we're not going around and selling as much as we can. Um, but we have a couple places that are consistently keeping us on tap. Um, so we have a good relationship with them, and, and they are rotating through the different styles. It's a, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, but isn't it difficult, too, to kind of get to, – to take that next step then, to, to – to get that incremental growth when, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's slow going the, mm-hmm. way, the, the way you guys are diving into mm-hmm. this. It's a, uh, it's a long kind mm-hmm. of, it's a long, difficult kind of, of way to, to, to do this. I'm guessing people want what they can't have. <laughs> I mean, we got that cult following now, like, like, uh, carry out B and B we were. Yeah. B and B carry out. We, 
that I don't know if you know or are familiar with this little place. So it's a uh-uh. it's a it's a carry out in Waynesville, and uh, you drive by it or you walk in and you think this is just this weird you know, eclectic carry out gas station. Uh, first, the food is amazing. Yeah. Um, but they have an incredible beer selection when you're there. And they have, uh, what, about like 10 beers on tap, something like that, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't <clears throat> sit and drink a pint, but you can do uh, a Flights. flight. So he, he keeps calling it a test flight. So... Uh, you, you can't order a pint? Cannot you cannot order, order a pint. A pint. They okay. do flights and growler fills. So the purpose of the flight is to figure out what to sample. Right. That's yeah. interesting. So we had... Uh, we had the IPA and the Goza, or no, country, no, the country Dreamer, yeah. on tap there uh, for three hours. We kicked both kegs in three hours. He had never kicked a keg in a day, <laughs> and we kicked both in three hours. Yeah. So, um, and you couldn't park. You couldn't find couldn't a parking park. spot. You couldn't. He find. said, uh, "I won't. I won't name the other brewery yeah. from well. the Dayton area that he had said brought a, a following." He said, "We kicked it out of the water." <laughs> From compared yeah. to them, yeah. So we were How pretty pleased. Can you get a flight of all the same beer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Which equals a pint. <laughs> it's equals yes. a pint. Such an odd idea. Right. Yeah. That's that's their liquor license, though. That's right. the only yeah. license they have. So we were able to do that there. Um, we have a couple other events coming up too. Yeah. I'm like, but yeah, I mean, the following that we have, thankfully, I mean, it goes. Like we've had beers go in like a night. We've had them go in two days. So, I mean, thankfully, the demand is there. Right. Um, so that's what's leading us. Like we're expanding a lot quicker than we actually planned on. Yeah, and it wasn't initially. just a one time. Hey, this is a new beer. Try it out. Or yeah. hey, my friend's beer is on tap. Let's go drink some. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been consistent in in the places that we're at. So that's so. why we're looking at. We're looking at bottling now, mm-hmm. um, just because it's it's easy on the equipment. Right. Um, we've got label approvals already. Um, we have an artist that's been doing the labels for us. Yeah. Um, so I that'll probably be the next yeah. step. Like come along summertime hours when we have tap room nights, um, we'll be able to leave with six packs also. Right. So. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it just seems like a ton of work. It is. It is. It is, it is 100% a ton of work. Low overhead. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, on on one hand, you know. Like I said, it sounds like a ton of work, but then on the other hand, it does kind of um, throw back to this other time in craft beer when like a lot of places started like that. Like that was mm-hmm. that was normal. It was always yeah. somebody that was a, a home brewer jump, just jumping into it. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm basically doing this now for just a little bit extra. I can then, you know, step mm-hmm. up to this this commercial side. I think that's how the way we felt when we, we went up to Michigan uh, oh. a month or two ago. Yeah, and uh, we went to Bell's. And we are taking a tour of the old Bell's felt- Brewery. And uh, two guys like, yeah, he started out on a one-barrel system. We just both kind of looked at each other and we were like, all right. I, I have hope now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like, feel better about myself. <laughs> I mean, he's like, then he upgraded to a two-barrel system and started distributing to three states. And I was like, okay, that guy was, was definitely working a he lot. He was working. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, well, we'll make it happen. Well, and with all three of us working, per, you know, per, we're doing this part time right now, and all three of us work a full time job on top of it. So I'm like, we felt like this was our natural way to get into it without, you know, as we get bigger, we right. can slowly start dropping off one by one. And hopefully, you know, we'll get there soon. But we'll fight over who gets to put their full time <laughs> job first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you want to dive into that? Yeah, let's, yes. uh, you can critique my differences now because I did change some water chemistry things with this. 
watching the science. As he looks at me. <laughs> no, I didn't change water chemistry makeup, just the process. <laughs> that's that's another one of those shows that I've always been interested in trying to figure out a way to do it is something about water chemistry and trying to trying to find a way to express that to people and get people to kind of understand how much that does play into oh, yeah. a mm-hmm. beer because Completely. it does, but you it don't is get a good picture of that. Like ninety five percent of beer. You know, you don't you don't often get to try a beer side by side of this is with you know, this water profile and this is with this one. Like mm-hmm. um, you don't get to usually see um, the difference between those. That that and that kind of that is what makes me excited for having the, the half barrel fermenters. Right. Because we can split that batch and I mean, you could brew the exact same beer, use two different yeasts. Mm-hmm. And then we've talked to bars. I'm like, hey, man, would this be something you're interested in and put them up side by side? Like, if you could have two beers on tap that are identical except for the yeast, do you think that would bring out a crowd? That way you can pour maybe eight ounces of each, charge one pint price, and then that gives the customer the experience of, like, here's what's different between the two right. beers. Like that, that sounds like fun to me. Yeah. Have you ever been to, to White Labs oh, down in Nashville? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's, that's what makes that so fun is to be able to try things like that and little, little, you know, just, just yeast that changes a right. beer so much. So now we get to do it oh, with yeah. dry hops and, right. and sour and fruit. Oh, we went, the last time we were in Nashville, we went and he totally geeked out. Like he was having way too much fun. Like I was like, yeah, I can taste the difference. He's like, no, do you really? And I'm like, yeah. I, I, and he's like super excited. I'm like, this is your thing. This is your thing. Taking notes like this is the yeast I like for this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they also, if anybody has not been down there, I don't think I did anything when I was down there with them on my show, but um, I'll put a link to uh, to that Have a Drink show episode that we were we recorded while we were down there from um, White Labs. But the food is incredible. All the food yeah. is delicious. It's all this crazy fermented stuff. Uh-huh. And um, you walk in and there's, um, I don't know how many taps are there, probably mm-hmm. 20 taps. And yep. you'll get these you know three or four beers that are the same, the exact same beer, but just fermented with different yeasts. It's mm-hmm. definitely a nerd's paradise. Yes, yes, for <laughs> yes. sure. So what all is different about this one? Uh, we changed the process a little bit. The, the recipe and the water chemistry is identical, but the way I implemented the water chemistry is different. Um, I mean, I can automatically tell you that it's, it needs to be aged another two weeks because the last bottle was. Right. But uh, I think it dried it out a little bit more, which is kind of what we're going for. I, I despise sweet, sweet ambers. This one, um, it's almost got like a, a softness to it, too, that I don't think the other one had. Um, yeah, it's not as astringent. No, that finish looks nice. Thank you. I worked hard on that finish. <laughs> I think I like the first one better. Oh. <laughs> that, that's because it was more. aged. Yeah. Oh, it's more. <laughs> but I don't know if yeah, I don't know if it's it's a uh, that this one's just young and hasn't kind of developed as much yet, or if it's uh, if it's just because I haven't had a ton to drink tonight and I'm looking for something that has a little more of that, that, that to snap to it. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know if it, um, this is definitely good too. Thanks. Yeah. It's definitely got kind of a, a, a softness to it that I like. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Thank you. Well done. Um, what's on the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the drawing board for, um, stuff that you want to play around with next. Um, last summer, we when we were kind of experimenting, we did the um, sour plum. 
That's probably and that one was that definitely the summer for sure. That's a thing that we're, we will be doing again. See, I would think of sour plum as more of like a winter kind of sour. Really? But maybe that's just my. It was really what's, refreshing. What's happening in my my head? It's kind of that of plums. like the first beer we had, the flipping fruit tart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of that same recipe except we were flipping fruit tart plum, mm-hmm. strawberry lime. Right. Um, probably remove the coriander and salt, but mm-hmm. it, it was. Oh, it was delicious. It was great. Like that was that was probably the first one. We had a party just to kind of have people out and test it and taste, you know. And that one was probably one of the first ones yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we. I plan to do a lot of sours because mm-hmm. I like yes. sours. Mm-hmm. I like biology. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we, we've talked about doing um, some pretty heavy, like high ABV beers. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about trying to do a blonde ale. Um, which the West we Coast, won't say. We the West Coast IPA. We have yeah. some great some names fun. lined yeah. up for some of yeah. our beers, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we definitely want to bring out the uh, the West Coast IPA back over here to Ohio. Apparently, no one else does one. <laughs> <laughs> not that I can find. IPAs it. all turn juicy. Yeah. There's there's also not a lot of great stouts or porters that are mm-hmm. year round that you can go mm-hmm. in the middle of summer and find a great stout or a porter um, on tap somewhere. There's yeah. definitely room for that. There's there's room Absolutely. for so many things. No, it, there's there's a lot of roads you can go down again. Yeah, and we've talked about, um, I know one of the things we experimented with way before we even said let's do our own brewery was a uh, oh. smoked peach porter. Oh, um, I took a bunch of peaches and threw some chipotle in it with it and smoked it. And then he yeah. added it to a porter and it was pretty amazing. So yeah, that, was that was when the ago. peach truck came, came yeah. around to Ohio peach and everyone right. lines up, you know. <laughs> Three miles to oh, get some peaches. And I'm the one that I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm so usually we, I'm the one in line. Yeah. Smoke some peaches. Um, yep. There's a, a a large segment of people that when they see the word smoked in a beer, um, get afraid of it though and think it's gonna be one of those overly smoky, uh, horrible yeah. things. But <laughs> I think that that idea of the the smoked peach would be perfect if mm-hmm. you can get people to. You know, it's not a smoked get, porter. It's a smoked yeah, peach. Smoked porter. peaches. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds really good, actually. Um, yeah, I'm going to need that. <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> can make we'll, that happen. we'll be back in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, and you guys have any events coming? Uh, well, I guess, again, the timeliness is going to be the confusing we part. Can give yeah. Yeah. Um, go to uh, to social media, Facebook, I guess. Yes. Are you guys, you guys are on yep, Facebook, totally. Instagram. Yep. Both, are you on yep. Twitter? We are, we are on not Twitter. on Twitter. Um, that's one I have not explored too much. But yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> The, we have our website. I keep it updated based on any changes. Um, we have a blog on there that I try and get on there at least once a month, if not more. Um, but mainly Facebook and Instagram. I mean, we post at least like four or five times, if not more, a week. So It's always fun. to uh, the, the blog that you guys have on your website is great. It's always interesting to me to watch that point where it's like, all right, we can't do this anymore. We can't keep writing yes. these blog posts. <laughs> We're too busy. Yep. Uh-huh. We, school started. Yep. School, yeah. school yeah. started. The brewery started yeah. finally. Um, and at the beginning, it's like, okay, so we have these topics we can talk about. I, I started then, to write some really technical <laughs> articles and, and yeah. got to the point where she's like, write one about water. And I got one that was like 17 pages. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, Just I can't explain one. this. Like, you can do it in parts. That's Water part one. I'm telling you, he's the scientist of. Did a whole whole one over passivation of stainless steel. Yeah, Uh, I read it. I love it. (laughs) See, so I was trying to. I've been to breweries too that you just look in the tank and I'm like, huh, it's never been acid cleaned. Like, yeah, I get it. You guys got the caustic step down, but. 
one more. One more. <laughs> well, there's, and you know, I run into that with the show a lot that like I'll get some people that sit down, Andy Reynolds, I'm looking at you, that can get really, really geeky about stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, you know, where, where does it get too geeky? Like, and I'm trying to find that line, trying to push it right up there. And then like, it's, <laughs> sometimes it's, uh, it's, you know, who who is who's the the, the audience? Yeah, who's listening? Right? Yeah. 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 We can talk about yeast biology and, and the process of CIP. <laughs> I'm all about that. It's one of those things that, like, as drinkers, there's there's so many sides to what goes into what's in our mm-hmm. glass that, like, either we don't know about, we don't appreciate, we don't you know nobody mm-hmm. talks about. Like, there's so many little things that I think is interesting and I think is fun. Um, I'm curious to, to <laughs> how many people are like that and how many people yeah. kind of lean the other way. But I, you know, everybody yeah. that I talk to seems to like it. But yeah. Facebook <laughs> might have a bunch of nerdy friends too. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Is there anything you guys want people to know about you guys that you think they don't know? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Um, do you, do you want to talk about Country Dreamer? Yeah. We were talking. Yeah. So the idea of this beer came from uh, when my niece turned 21. I, I got to take her to uh, Jackie O's for her first beer. She worked next door at uh, Bagel Street Cafe down in Athens. And uh, so that was the beer she ordered was uh, Firefly Amber Ale. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, I was geeked that my niece was starting into the craft beer foray. And I was very excited about that. So. Uh, she had passed. She passed away about a, a month after her twenty first birthday, and so we, as a family, started drinking Firefly Amber Ale at different events and things like that for her. And then we found out uh, what six eight months ago mm-hmm. that uh, Jackie O's was discontinuing that beer. Mm-hmm. So when we started all this, uh, we came up with this beer, and I asked if we could call it Country Dreamer because that was her nickname. And so it, it turned out to be this beer that one. Gives tribute to Jackie O's without stealing their recipe, obviously. Gets right. it a little hoppier than their beer. Um, but kind of gives us that memory and uh, good old feeling that Hannah's there with us when we drink this beer. So we that, it's it, that's kind of where we came up with, with Country Dreamer. Um, very proud of it. Very proud of the way Wes, you know, did it justice. So, you know, we've... So especially, you know, every time I've done a show with Sonder, we, we tend to push really hard that every beer does have that story behind it. And um, it, I hope that people start to, as this whole craft beer thing keeps growing and keeps mm-hmm. evolving. And um, I think a lot of times we, we we lose touch of that a little bit. You just you, you walk in, and you, you, you know, you get your truth or your psychopathy or whatever your sure. beer is. Right. And you just you it just becomes like this normal part of your your day. And I hope that people can still like take that that little bit of time just to to remember that that came from somewhere. And exactly. That so there's a story behind all of that. I don't know if you've seen that label, mm-hmm. but that that's where all that came from. So yeah. Her boot, the horseshoe, the lily. Right. It, so even the label design had all those aspects of the story built into it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Liz did an incredible job um, backpacking off of our friend Brittany, who mm-hmm. started the. The drawing for Concept. me, I kind of gave her some rough ideas. I can't draw. So <laughs> it was like, this is what Hannah was like. Can you do something with this? Mm-hmm. And then Brittany started it, and Liz really brought it to life. And when my sister, uh, Hannah's mother, got to see it, she she realized how much it, it really was Hannah's story in that beer. So mm-hmm. so here's the, the question, too, with her. 
Was that really the first beer that you think she had? First legal beer that she was purchased. <laughs> it was on her actual 21st birthday, so and I'd spent that day with her, so I know it was the first legal beer. At least legal. She had had no, plenty she, of those she, Jackie O's beers at that point. She must have been hanging out with Wes because she actually really liked Newcastle, too. So. Oh, that's funny. It's not a bad beer. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I you know, I, I want people to understand that, that every beer has a story and to kind of, you know, when, when you do get that chance to... Uh, whether you're in a tap room and there's somebody across the bar that made the beer that you're drinking, or if you run into people at an event like you guys and mm-hmm. you know th- this is your thing, like talk to people about these stories, ask mm-hmm. ask questions. Like, you know, what's this mean? What what is the story behind this? And sometimes it's not very deep. It's like, well, it's just funny, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> but there is something there, behind and that's it. that's that's what makes all of this work is those conversations and those those stories that live on somehow. So yeah. we're all just geeks together. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in we're, some way, we're all geeks somehow. Yes. Like we're all sometimes very different types of geeks, but yes. we're all geeks about something Completely. about all of this. If you're yep. if you're drinking a craft beer, you're a geek about something, yep. and uh, you can always find that uh, that middle ground. Yeah. Although I don't think we're allowed to talk to people anymore. We're not allowed to have social contact with people. We're not oh, yeah. allowed to. Uh, not right now. 100 plus gathering and all that kind of Which, stuff. Which, again, if you go back a couple weeks, we are going to talk about all of that. Because, um, I, it, it, again, and we're getting way out of topic here, but um, it terrifies me to think about what that means right now for craft beer and it's 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 a very strange now, time. now beer has alcohol in it so it does we should be safe you just gotta drink enough of it yeah, that's <laughs> yeah i mean I, I'll, I'll do my best yeah. <laughs> do my part that's uh-huh. right well guys i i appreciate you uh you taking some time out of um a very busy schedule and uh sitting down having a couple beers with us and mm-hmm. letting people know who you are um if you want to try the beer you're gonna have to get on social media because you yes. got to figure out where it is yes. <laughs> um, i've seen I, what doc's place usually has yeah. something on tap um doc's right now has us um in lebanon. in lebanon and they have been pretty much consistent on always having a beer from us um spoken bicycles in middletown bourbon's kitchen um, there's a lot of places in Logan. Um, yeah, Beth I'm dropping down there. at uh, Millstone Barbecue tomorrow or Sunday. Shamrock uh, Irish Pub on Sunday down in Hocking Hills. Hop Yard 62 in Grove City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our, our backyard at, at Franklin Tavern. Franklin Tavern. <laughs> yeah, Franklin Tavern. Toodles in Circleville has us on tap right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're kind of we try to stay in those type of areas and you know as we expand we're about to expand so we're probably going to hopefully hit a couple more and get more events going on locally like at our place um i know we have uh we're doing first friday in middletown at spoken bicycles on june 5th which will be here soon before we know it um but, but that'll be a tap takeover yeah tap takeover we'll have our um plum our sour plum by then the flipping fruit tarts our strawberry lime goza our ipa and our country dreamer um and then july 4th we'll be up in logan and then we're hoping um they reached out to us for hops in the hangar so in oh, august fantastic. Yeah, yeah so we're hopefully going to be there for that event too yeah. Start pestering your your local watering hole. Yes. And tell them that you Reach want to tap, and um, you guys will uh, quickly be overwhelmed by trying to get beer in yes. all these places. Yes. 
<laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, well, thank you guys. We will be back next week, and I don't know what the uh, the show topic is because I don't even know what week it is currently. So, <laughs> um, but we will definitely be back next week, and we're back every every Monday for our live broadcast called the Weekly Pint. If you uh, you like to sit around and listen to somebody talk about absolutely nothing, um, <laughs> or drinking with a gnome, if you uh, like podcasts about booze and things like that. If you like the show, you can support it on Patreon. Just go to the gnarlygnome.com slash support to do that. And I think that's it. Share the show. Listen to the show. Um, oh, you're on Facebook, too. I think so. I think I'm on all social yeah. media. Your wife manages that one, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Snapchat. I think that's the only social media. That, and, yeah. and, and TikTok, I think that's a thing, too. I'm yeah, not I'm not. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> No. There's no, not, no beer I'm not on TikTok. Fancy enough for that. Thank you guys. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. Mm-hmm.